Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. Again, this is Natalie Pace. I'm the author of The Power of 8 Billion, It's Up to Us, among other books. And um, we're gonna be talking about the quadruple win of my challenge. So I'm challenging each of us to reduce our personal CO2 footprint this year by 30%. Now you might say, wow, that sounds aggressive or it's too much, or what are you asking me to do? But if you'll meet the challenge, you're gonna have a healthier planet, you're gonna have a healthier budget, your body's gonna be healthier, and you're gonna live a happier life as a result of that. So I'm gonna show you all the data and information, and um, I hope that you'll share it with your friends and your family as well, because together we can heal our planet. And as we know, climate anxiety is everywhere but climate action and actually healing the planet is the cure. So I wanna start by thanking all of you for taking the power of 8 billion, it's up to us to number one in its vertical for the entire weekend on Earth Day, April 22nd, 2022. Um, it is very low priced because we want anybody and everybody to be able to afford it. There is no barrier to entry. So just go to nataliepace.com, click on the book cover of The Power of 8 Billion, it's up to us. And you can see that you can download it as a Kindle for just $2.99. So why would you wanna do that? Aren't there like a boatload of sustainability books out there? And yeah, there are, and there's a lot of them that will focus in on the problem or this aspect of it. But what this book does that's very different, it's the only one I know out there that does this, is it tells you all of the areas where CO2 comes from and how our fingers are in every slice of that pie. And more importantly, what we can do about it. So I'm gonna give you a general overview in this brief webinar. Again, the webinar is available at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. And the podcast is available on Spotify. Now you can always easily access both of these websites by going to nataliepace.com. And if you want a specific episode, then our team is happy to give that to you. Just email us at info at nataliepace.com and it helps us if you put in the subject line exactly what you want. I want the you know power of eight billion webinar or you know podcast. Okay. So let's jump in to some of the statistics and data that just isn't available very you know, it's just not readily available out there, which is why I wrote the book. And just FYI, I have spent 20 years researching, kicking the dirt, meeting with sustainability leaders around the world. And these are everybody from, you know, the Prince of Wales to Compton Community Gardens to the first platinum lead rated building in Europe to the first platinum lead rated home in the United States. So I, you know, once you tell people that you're interested in seeing and kicking the dirt on sustainability projects, then, um, you know, they're, they're wanting you to look at their, at their stuff and how they, how they do it and how they come up with it. Because let's face it, especially renewable energy is local, right? What's gonna work for Seattle, which is a lot of hydro, um, is not the best thing perhaps for Arizona, which is, should probably be powering a lot more with solar. So, 
You know, I have made it my life's work. My adult life has been spent kicking the dirt on sustainability projects. And that is why Kathleen Rogers, the president of EarthDay.org, which is the largest environmental organization in the world, wrote the foreword to the book. So we all know the warning. Scientists warn that we have to prevent temperatures from rising. Uh, uh, to 1.5 degrees centigrade above their pre-industrial levels, that we must restore healthy ecosystems in order to do that. We're also well aware that policymakers and politicians have skirted the issue for over half a century. Yes, Earth Day celebrated its 52nd year. It was started in 1970. So the one thing that I'm still seeing from people that are sustainability conscious that really care about healing the planet is that we're still waiting for somebody else to do it for us. And we have the power. We are the consumer. We drive the decisions. And I want to show you how that happens and how being cognizant of it and being brave enough to address it is going to be that quadruple win for us and for the planet. So. This is a statistic that everybody should know, and few people do. Just 20 of the largest oil, gas, and coal companies are responsible for over one-third of CO2. Now, here's another. So that's, you know, all the ones you know and you shop at, ExxonMobil, Chevron, uh, BP, uh, also Gazprom in Russia, Coal India in India, and um, Nyak in Iran. But here's a statistic that a lot of people are not aware of as well. Over half of each barrel of oil is used to make plastic, polyester, rubber, asphalt, and other petrochemical products. Over half. So we have a CO2 dirty fuel, fossil fuel footprint Every time we use a plastic anything, especially if it's a plastic disposable something, and there's another plastic statistic that you need to be aware of as well, which I will get to in one second. So we're the customer. Individuals in the Middle East, Australia, US, Canada, South Korea, and Russia have the largest CO2 footprint per capita. So we are you know, really energy dependent in the Western world. Actually, Europe's uh, CO2 footprint is much lower than US, Canada, Australia, and the Middle East. And of course, as you probably do know, Africa has a rounding error of everybody's CO2 footprint, and they are already experiencing rising temperatures above 1.5 degrees centigrade, their pre-industrial levels. So they are experiencing the worst of climate change and contributing the least. But again, you know, look, it's going to definitely help our own budgets. Gas prices are at all-time highs. If we can figure out how to lower our consumption of oil and gas, both through gas at the pump and plastic products, and even polyester that we wear, then that can help to actually lower gasoline prices. The war is very negative for oil prices as we've seen time and again. Now here's another statistic that many people are not aware of. 
And that is that one third of CO2 emissions come from transportation, 25% from electricity, 23% from industry, so companies that make our stuff, 13% commercial and residential, and 10% agriculture. Our fingers are in every slice of this pie. Now, I also think it's important to consider this, especially since industry and transportation are making up a total of about 52% over half, that when people talk about China having the biggest CO2 footprint, they are neglecting the fact that China is the factory to the world. So when we buy goods from China, that have been shipped here, contributing to the transportation and made in China, so contributing to the industry, um, our, foot, our fingerprints are on those CO2 footprint in China too. So again, a lot of times this is politicized. I'm not wanting us to be politicized about it. I want us to be informed because an informed consumer, an informed individual can make a quadruple win choice for us and for the planet. So here's the sources of electricity generation in the US. Wherever you are in the world, in the Middle East, it could be 100% fossil fuels. Um, as we are learning, a lot of Europe was heavily reliant on fossil fuel imports from Russia, both natural gas and oil and gasoline. So the US is pretty energy independent. We consume about 20% of the oil and gas in the world and we, can, and we also uh, produce that much. But our electrical grid is getting greener, but it's still 60% almost fossil fuels. So that's important to realize. Now, depending on what state you're in, um, you know, electric vehicles are not going to be that green unless you power it with green electricity, right? So if you have solar on your roof, then yeah, it's very green. But if you're in West Virginia, which is about 93 to 95% coal and natural gas, mostly coal, then it's very dirty there, right? You're not really helping out that much by driving an electric vehicle. So again, wisdom information can empower us to make better choices. Actually, single occupancy vehicles are um, not the best choice anyway. If we can do mass transit, more biking and more walking and having things closer, especially our daily errands, it's better. So the, the suburbanite is, even if they're very green, they're gonna have a much higher CO2 footprint than any urbanite, just because they always have to drive for everything they need. This is the Long Beach shipping yard. Again, we are the customer. This was, I mean, the amount of pollution in that water and the air quality during that back jam that was happening in October of 2021. I mean, it's just really bad. Um, the, this is measurable statistic on the increase in um, you know, respiratory issues directly related to pollution in the air. Here's another statistic that people aren't aware of. Only 8.7% of plastic was recycled in 2018. That's less than 
So if you think, oh, I can use this and toss it because it's getting recycled, it's not. And if you think about the amount of energy that is used to break down an existing product and make it again, again, industry is a huge part of the CO2 problem as well. So reusing, reducing, actually we have six R's now. And of the six R's, recycling is the one that really isn't happening. So we really wanna be getting the first five right. We wanna rethink, we want to reduce, we want to reuse, we want to repair, and especially we wanna refuse. I, I have to tell you, I've been really liking ice cream and then you know, it's coming in a disposable paper cup. So nope, not going to do it. And yeah, I am absolutely taking this 30% CO2 reduction challenge myself. I'll give you some of the ways that I am doing it. Um, and I already have a very low CO2 footprint. But it's that important. And I'm happy to do it and to keep examining my own life. So there's no excuse for single use. And so drinking and tossing in the, you know, coffee cups. Did you know that 8.5 million trees are cut down each year for coffee cups? 4 billion gallons of water is wasted. So this is just not something we should be doing. Either use your reusable mug or let's start making cafes and ice cream parlors that uh, do not drink and toss or do not, you know, use disposable stuff. The other thing that we is low hanging fruit is we really need to use recycled toilet paper because we are literally flushing our toilets down our, our, our forests down the toilet drain. So it's really important to use recycled toilet paper. One of the most exciting areas of carbon sequestration is actually in the soil. Trees are great too, the older the tree, the better. But soil is also, in fact, 4pmil4p1000.org estimates that if we can just increase the amount of carbon in the soil by 0.4%, so less than half a percent per year, that the annual increase in carbon dioxide will be considerably reduced. How can we help that? right? Especially if we can't be the farmer, we can eat local and organic. We could plant a garden at our kid's school or at our church or have a community garden. In fact, in Compton, as I talked about at the beginning of this, Dr. Sheridan Ross and other volunteers that are really active there, you know, they are addressing a food desert. The fact that there is not great food choices in a food desert and that there's an obesity crisis and a diabetes crisis and they're being the solution in those areas. And we can also be the solution. Alice Waters started the Edible Schoolyard Project, Green Our Planet. It helps schools to install gardens around the US and even uh, in other countries as well. So this is possible. And it's healthful and kids love it. In fact, when I toured the edible schoolyard in Berkeley, California, I asked one of the students who was showing me around what her favorite food was. And she said, kale pesto. I nearly fell down because I just couldn't imagine that coming out of my son's mouth. But of course, he didn't grow up with school gardens. So what can we do? 
for this quadruple win. We can drive less. We can use less. There's no excuse for single use. We can plant an organic garden. We could eat local and organic if we don't want to be our own farmer or we you know, don't have kids and we're not interested in that. We can save thousands of dollars with smarter energy choices as well. If you live in a sunny state and you don't yet power with solar, there's still a 26% tax credit this year. You should consider doing that. It's a no-brainer. The amount of money that you save, again, it could be thousands of dollars annually. If you add in the savings of powering your own electric vehicle with solar, it could be you know, in the tens of thousands because the average person, and actually, if you powered your house with solar, and you were living close enough to things that you could start to ride a bike or walk to get your daily errands in, you could be saving tens of thousands because a lot of people are spending about $7,500 a year on their automobile. They don't realize that because they're not adding everything in. They're considering it separately, the gasoline, the, you know, the amount of the lease or the payment, um, the insurance, the maintenance, all of this, it really does add up. So again, for a healthier body, a healthier planet, a healthier budget, and a happier life, please take my 30% reduction in personal CO2 challenge in 2022. Now, I promised you that I'd tell you what I'm doing. One of the biggest things that I'm doing I actually have limited my air flights. So I always, um, my preferred method of transportation is riding a bike or walking. Secondly would be mass transit. Uh, if I have a long distance to go, my first choice will be a train if it's possible, even if it takes longer. Second choice would be a plane. And if I take a plane, it's economy, it's coach. So that, so that I am reducing the CO2 footprint. I also, have um, committed to keeping our retreats online. That's gonna save about 100 or more flights per year by having that rather than having people come in and fly to a central location. Um, I'm eating local and organic. I am definitely not going to be a part of the use and toss culture. There's no excuse for single use. So I have more than um, cut my carbon emissions by 30% this year, but I'm still looking to do it. It's not, for me, it's not gonna be, oh, I did that. And so now I can still eat and toss my ice cream. You know, it's easy for us not to look at it. I, look, a year ago, I didn't realize how important it was to use recycled toilet paper. So I get it, but I really hope that with the information that is outlined in the power of 8 billion, that we can make these changes. And again, it becomes the way life is. Yes, it does require getting informed, but please, please do get informed because when we're just listening to the rhetoric, it is misinformation a great deal of the time. And clearly nobody has challenged us as the consumer to be the change that we need to heal our planet. So I'm challenging you. And I'm challenging myself. And I'm asking you to challenge yourself and to challenge your friends. So again, the name of the book with the information that you need to be able to meet this challenge. And again, have a quadruple win. It's not a sacrifice. It is a change. It is rethinking things. It's a new way of living in harmony with our planet. Yes, it's all of that. 
But once you do it, it becomes the way life is. Once you install a garden at your kid's school, they like school a lot more. So these are win, 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 wins. And I really, really can't, I wanna hear your information on this. Please use hashtag the power of 8 billion, hashtag Natalie Pace, hashtag earth gratitude. Um, email us at info at nataliepace.com with your information. Um, write a review, share it with your friends. Again, this is a podcast and it's a webinar. You can share both with your friends too. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for healing our planet, for all of us. Again, nataliepace.com. And there you will find the cover, the power of 8 billion, it's up to us. And all you have to do is click on it. It is an Amazon exclusive. So again, you can do, and here's another thing. We put the ebook really low price to strongly incentivize you to do that so that we can save trees on the print edition. If you need the print edition, fine, but we're incentivizing the ebook. All right, thanks again. Email me at info at nataliepace.com, visit nataliepace.com. Um, I'll show you how easy it is to follow me on social. I'd love to hear from you there as well. So you can click on all of them, my Instagram, Twitter. I'm most on Instagram for obviously photo and real and video stories, Twitter for daily money tips, um, because I think that sustainability and financial um, empowerment go hand in hand. There's my podcast on Spotify, the webinars on YouTube our email. So all of these are very, very easy to access on the homepage at nataliepace.com. So again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for your meeting this challenge of 30% personal CO2 reduction in 2022. And please tell me how you're doing it.